probably hit record. We'll start now. This is a terrible plan. <laughs> uh, music. Music, music, music. In- indeed, As there the it is. Goes. There's the... <laughs> As you said, anything with the amen break sounds fantastic. Yes. Even if it is just you <laughs> saying the same word over and over again. And we, we could have made millions in like 1989 with that shit. Yeah, fuck yeah. We'd probably still make millions, man. Have you heard some nah, of the well, though, electronic still, dance music that's out the there throwback. now? Yeah, there is that. Every time I that. try and do like electronic dance music, you know, try and find something that I really like, like that I'm quite into, it's just like, this is just terrible. Anyway. Let's um, stop trying. Where uh, shall we begin? Shall we get Shall we get Amel and the Sniffers out of the way first? Shall we do the do the Joker first? Do the Joker. Well, a Joker might not be the right phrase for their approach. So there weren't too many jokes. It wasn't sort of a not not a great sense of fun with it. It was just uh, it was kind of grim, really. It was, uh, <laughs> it was just full of low self esteem and and violence against women and all kinds of unhappy well, topics. It's, it's, to be honest, mate, I, could, I couldn't even, I couldn't even get to that stage because right. you, this you, is... you weren't, you couldn't quite get, wrap your head around the, the the subtlety of come on, maggot, put your maggots in there. <laughs> it's more like like you know in the NBA we always see you know good stats, bad team, good stats, bad team. And it's it's like almost like a mantra at this stage, and this is the classic. Uh, Bad vocalist, good music. Good riffs, bad songs. Yeah, good riff, good riffs, bad, bad, bad vocalist. Um, yeah, but I think that the, the whole point of this band is Amy. That's that's what the whole. I mean, without it, they'd just be a just a pub rock covers band. Um, and the whole point of of why they're around. I mean, that's why it's her name in the fucking band. Or that's why she's doing cameos with. Was it Sleaford Mods? She was on. Sleeping Buzz last yeah. last album, she's always propping up everywhere. She's the star of the show, um, and it's extreme fucking Vegemite Marmite areas. You see, there's something you like or something you do not like. I, I don't uh, think I don't think you like. I don't know. I don't really like. No, I didn't um, think so. No, I didn't think so either. I I'm I'm kind of equivocal in a weird kind of way. Having said all that, I mean, if you if you add enough butter, the, you know the, the Vegemite actually doesn't taste too bad. Um, my first, on the first listen to this, I just thought, fuck this. They haven't actually moved moved the art on anywhere from their last album. And their last album, you know, in its defense, had a really cracking opening track and a really cracking closing track. And uh, that kind of made you think, if you saw them live at a festival, they'd get you with the first track. Your attention might waver a bit during the set, but then they'd get you back at the end. This album doesn't have that, doesn't have anything as, uh, as, as crackery, if you like, if there is such a word, as, as those two tracks. Um, it, it's yeah. I, I kind of thought, well, since this album came out, the the chats put their album out last year, and you could say, okay, they're they're in similar space. They're kind of performative, performatively bogan, obnoxious kind of noise. But I mean, the chats at least have better riffs and a sense of humour about it. Whereas this this yeah, kind of felt that sense of humour can go a long way. Yeah. It can, you know the. That, that looking at yourself and going, okay, I know what I'm doing here, and it, th- th- there's a certain uh, performative element to it, whereas yeah. this sounds like they're like, oh, we're, we're a serious man. We're a serious, we're talking about serious things. 
Mm. Um, they kind of remind me. They're more. They're kind of like a shit to vinyls. You know, there's a lot of there's kind of, there's a fine line between pleasure and pain, and there's there was more pain than pleasure uh, with this yeah. particular particular thing. But um, yeah, I mean, the most I listened to it again just before, and I don't hate it quite as much as I did the first couple of times I listened to it. But um, yeah, I don't I, like I said, I don't. I, I'm not sure it's better than their last album. Um, so, you know, and then the last album was, like I said, was, was heavily flawed. So I don't really know. I, I'm just not. To do I'm just it. not sure I agree with the, the premise of that. It's all about her. Like I, I actually do think the band is really, really good and really compelling, and I like their riffs. Yeah, but but what dominates the space yeah, is her. It's her. Um, it, it, the way it, it's not the sniffers. It's Amel and the sniffers. I was trying to think of. There was someone that we did that had a, a, a voice like this, but they it, it, it was used. It was used a lot more sparingly. No, not necessarily like exactly like this, but a voice that, that could grate on you. But it was used in like little short bursts. You know, a bit like you use Corey Irving. Um, call back there to the previous book, um, and this is just it's just too much. It really is. Yeah, and now that I think of it, the, the two songs I like the most off the previous album have long periods where she's not singing. They have like mm. really long intros or really long outros. They just let the band do their thing, and then she comes yeah. in over the top um, halfway through. So maybe there's a maybe I'm, maybe I'm um, I'm saying the quiet part loud is that um, Emil and Sniffers would be better with with less Emil and more Sniffers. Yeah, I was gonna say, what happens if the Sniffers go and do? You know, go do and go and do something else with the guest vocalist, and everyone's like, "Holy shit, this is really good." Yeah, I don't think it's happening. I think I think yeah. just they're, they're kind of uh, once a sniffer, always a sniffer. <laughs> That's a very a very uh, succinct uh, take on WA politics there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, that's a throwback. It's <laughs> a real. I hadn't joke. thought of that guy for a long time. <laughs> Um, ah, uh, euphoric? By, euphoric? Uh, by Carver Louise. I have to say, I at no stage thought this was going to be a bilingual album because the tracks I'd heard yeah. happened to all be the English language ones. And this one, because they're a band from fucking Manchester with mm. three white people. Not that Spanish people aren't white, but um, half of the, more than, you know, this is like a, like a MotoGP feeder series. Half, it's half Spanish. It's just Spanish everywhere. Um, which is not not well, to say that it's a bad thing. I mean, we we review uh, one of our favourite albums of the year is probably going to be um, the Alien Weaponry album, and but you know, spoiler alert, more than most of that out, out fucking album is not in English. English. Um, I, I've got two two things about this album. One is we're doing this, we're we're having a party for New Year's, and we're doing a like a, a rage again. Thing as I where, said last time, that's what you think. Uh, we're doing a, a rage thing where everyone's got to pick a, a song that's got a film clip for whatever the theme of is the week and we're putting you know this massive playlist together with videos i'm going to put a big screen up and, and basically you know it'll go all night as does rage and this week's you know i've listened to this album all week and then the the theme for the next week was um songs with uh some lyrics that aren't english and i'm like oh man here we go yes. <laughs> but they don't really have any film clips so it doesn't really work uh, so I had to go with the Guru track, um, but yeah, but you this would was... mean you'd put this somewhere in the space because it's oh, not bad. Sure, it's, it's good. It's, it's really good. not bad. 
Do you, do you know what I thought of this? I, I thought it was like, uh, uh, if no doubt, had a sliding doors moment and went, you know, rather than her leaving and going poppy, if they'd gone more down the rock, down the with rock. A little, um, with a little bit of electronica in terms of yeah know, breaks and beats and things, yeah. Yeah, like if, they, if they'd just taken a slightly different path, I could see... I, I could see, see that no with her, with could have vocal. gone into. Yeah, yeah, because she's, and, got, and the she's got quite a little girly vocal, um, but it's um, it's just just that's the tone of, tone of, the, tone of the voice. Mm. Um, I, I kind of thought sort of somewhere either sort of between sort of angry paramour and garbage for kids, sort of somewhere yeah. in that. <laughs> that's garbage for kids. I like that. The boys love this. They, they were they were down with this. They were yeah. bopping in the back seats. This, and this it doesn't was, really matter this... what she's saying in Spanish. She can yeah, say, that's right. You know, <laughs> The Spanish love a, love a good swear, particularly about the milk of your mother. That's kind of their kind of their thing. I spit in the milk of your whore mother. Words to that effect. That's regularly what apparently what they the, what they. Look, I listen to. There's a, a uh, uh, Spanish football I podcast to- I listen to called literally a Spanish football podcast, and they have a section where they they do have this uh, cultural corner, rincon cultural, where they talk about the idiosyncrasies about being two English blokes in in Spain and. Um, and understanding the culture, and one of the things is is the prevalence of swearing about other people's mothers and their and other people's mothers' milk, and what you would you know pooing in it and weeing in it and things like that. So that seems to be the I, rather than go I fuck yourself. To, um, I need to learn some uh, Spanish swears, some Spanish some Spanish swears for this carnival that's come up because I am a reformed referee abuser. So maybe if I you know do it in a different language, yeah, de puta, you know, worse than that, I think. <laughs> Um, but yeah, but I think I think um, I got the I, I did because I was fascinated by the backstory. Of, like, how do you get you know how, how does what's the connection to Spain here? And it seems to be that um, they're influenced a lot by Latin rocks, so the South American Spanish stuff. And um, I'm guessing the the lead vocalist songwriter had had a bit to do with um, had a bit to do with Latin America at some point in her back in her, in her back history because that seems to be what the what the connection is. But um, yeah, it's half decent. I mean, it's probably more than half decent. You know, there's probably more than half the tracks are decent. Oh, I think this will make my long list. I, I I had a blast listening to this, and and when I get to the end of the year, I'm really into what what albums did I enjoy? Like what what yeah. albums brought me joy? And this album genuinely brought me joy. This was fucking fun to listen to. Yeah, it's the opposite um, of, of of whatever the James Bond producers have been doing for the last twenty yeah, years. That's right. They, yeah, they should. They should try and uh, bottle a bit of this. Yes, or just bottle a bit of something. A bottle a bit of fucking Tomorrow Never Dies and Goldeneye, for fuck's sake. And I'm banging back on this shit again. Yeah, they literally have not made a fun movie in 20 years, those people. And I started listening to the Church's album, right? And I was like, oh, okay, I'm, you know, this is going to wear on me pretty quick. And it actually went the other way. I really enjoyed this album. It's poppy as fuck. Um, Which is on for an album that's titled "Screen Violence." I mean, yeah, it's, "Screen Violence" it's, sounds like um, one of the one of the teaching methods at the Andrew Bogart School of, of Offensive Play. It pretty much sums oh, up what he was doing on every on every play that, that he that he was that he was on the court for. Uh, yeah, a Clockwork Orange. This is not. Um, no, it's kind of it's kind of what I've written down is post replacement Avril Lavigne, and by that I mean that when when. There's this ridiculous conspiracy, or maybe it's the truth, that Laverell Levine died and was replaced by a lookalike, but the 
the type of stuff that she was doing became less uh, he was a skater boy you know she said see you later boy and much more kind of airy histrionic emo pop which is what you know this album uh, is very much in the space of yeah yeah I I, I, I I struggle to explain why but I really enjoyed this album because it it sort of doesn't make sense um, well, well, if you like, like, I can, I can, I can explain very logically why I fucking hated this album. That, that, would, that will help yeah, uh, prove, yeah, prove the counterpoint. No, this album sucked. I hated it. Um, uh, it was interesting uh, to have Robert Smith do a cameo in there, and that made me think: uh, Is that what they think they're doing? Do they think they're doing kind of new wave, slightly goth stuff? And they just thought, let's uh, get Robert Smith really? in here to do kind of okay. curie shit. Um, you know, Friday. No, I mean, you know, all. no, no, there's not. There's not. You know, but maybe. Stealing your mum's black lipstick, from, but it is full of it. Yeah, um, I mean, if you're gonna have Robert Smith, I'd much rather they got Mecca Streisand or someone else from that epi- one episode of South Park. Um, okay, so what what didn't you like about it? Just, I just, just didn't like it. it. Was made of nothing, you know. It was it was yeah. airy. It was vaporwave. It didn't have any. It didn't have anything that was that kind of sat with me. It was like you know chowing on fucking fairy floss. Well, that was the thing that I sort of came to with these albums was. I was because I, I, I enjoyed both this week, and I, I was like, well, "Where, where does it sit? You know, do I put them both in the long list playlist, the long list playlist for the later in the year?" And I essentially put Euphoric in and not Screen Violence because I think Screen Violence is a, like you said, it's fairy floss, and if you kept eating it, it would get boring pretty fucking quick. Uh, whereas Euphoric, I thought had a little bit more to it and, and had a little bit more that. I actually think I would grow to like it more. So, um, yeah, that that's where I, I settled on the two albums. But both enjoyable in the it, it, in the moment. But Euphoric had a little bit more to it. Oh, I preferred the Alan Sniffers album to to the Church's album by a long stretch. Just I mean, it was vile okay. and it was gross and it was warty and it was nasty. But you know, it felt real. It felt like th- these this is were these were the concerns of a human being, not. Uh, fucking, you know, not some fucking Disney princess. So, you know, it was kind of, um, it, it certainly made a lot more, uh, it, it moved me a lot more. But, but yeah, I don't think the Amblin Snippers album is going, to, is going to be any kind of threat later in the year. Nah. Nah, there was only one that would even come close, I think. Which of the euphoric uh, songs should we put on the board? Yeah, that's a good question. Pop was the one I think that they Pop-pourri. that they were really banging around to. There was one that they were just banging their heads to, just going nuts in the back seat. First two tracks are good. Um, Other self is the is the mostly English language one that was that I think must have been on the playlists. Um, let's see what has actually had the most play. Uh, Tirantito, Tiranito, which was the third track. Um, Trial, Other Self, The Odds. And euphoric, uh, euphoric's mm. a bit screamy. Um, yeah, yeah, bit yep. <laughs> I want one with a bit of Spanish in because I think that's hilarious. Yeah, trying to um, get something new. All right, what have you got that is a new? This is not a drill. The new yeah. She Had album is out. Oh, I was so say, I will go you, for it. Are we going? She had as the new album or the Joker album? I didn't no, know I'll go for the new album because you know yeah. I can't be. I can't be sure that I was going to get the Joker album, and I thought, oh, for fuck's sake, I've got to. I've got to close this loop. Uh well, 
I am going to go now. Where did I fucking put it? God, this shits me off when I do this. Uh, I think it is called the Prince of Grime. What Adam? The Prince. The Prince. <laughs> <laughs> He's on next it week is, on the sports oh, episode. It's, 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 it says it's an EP. It's 14 songs and 49 minutes. It's not a fucking EP. Fuck that. I'm picking it anyway. You're getting uh, upset with it. The, the Prince of Grime by Yizzy it has JME and Devlin and Dizzy Rascal and a whole heap of other names that have kicked around. But I'm just, I'm more curious to go back and listen to like, in heavily inverted commas, classic grime after you know being inversed in the in the Sims verse, just to see how, how 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 far different it is. I guess. What was that called? The Prince of Grime. The Prince of Grime. It's called the print. The Price of Grace. No, that's not it. I found Yizzy. He wrote a song called uh, Terry Henry. He seems to be a. Arsenal fan, Prince of Grime EP, there we are. Uh, Yizzy, EP Deluxe, that might be why, because he's got the same track 47 times. No, 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 no they're all different. Uh, there's like a couple of remixes at the back end, but it is 50 minutes. Grime, 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 Thierry Henry. Look, if it's bad, we'll be fucking thankful it's an EP. It's 49 minutes. It's longer than most of the albums I pick. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so what are we, we going to go as the... Because I was fully con- convinced we were going she had as the Joker, so I put no time into it at all. Uh, have you have you got anything kicking around that you wanted? Oh that yeah, I could I could easily go another. I could go for the Bronx's new album, okay. um, which is another band that we we liked the well li- liked but didn't love. I suppose uh, I think it was in the long list for my album of the year in twenty. I want to say seventeen was their last album. Yeah. Um, We've so, been doing this for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they haven't done anything for a while, and they're kind of hardcore punk with a bit of a rock, uh, a, a traditional rock kind of sound as well. So mm. um, not really very jokery, but it is kind of in that pile of almost legacy backs that I feel like I need to, I need to get through at some stage. So uh, the Bronx and She Had, which will balance out the Prince of Grime EP Deluxe. Yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll need a bit of balance in that one, I'd say. Yes. This this music game we've been playing is fascinating because we played a, a music game during COVID, which was just a Spotify one. So you know you you basically could pick whatever you wanted, but uh, this one you have to have a film clip. You have to have a you, you know uh, an actual film clip, um, which you know really amps it up. Um, the pushes you more in the single territory too, I guess. Yeah, it means that you actually have to find something that mm. people are likely to like, which is no so, fun. Neither of the two well, albums that I'm picking are as long as your EP. Yeah. <laughs> They're like 36, 38 minutes. Which which led me down this rabbit hole, right? I was looking for I was looking for some songs on YouTube and I got into I was like sort of doing some future planning and seeing whether songs had film clips. And I found this amazing film clip, which only had eleven likes, which I don't think is that popular on on YouTube, of Dave Graney on on some random ABC. It wasn't Recovery. It was, I guess, whatever they had before Recovery in the early 90s or maybe late 80s. No, it was Recovery era, but it looked like, like okay, I think Dylan Lewis had a late night show at one point and that they've 
there's been yeah. a few kind of weird vehicles. Yeah, I did look at that and went, that has the aesthetic of recovery, but I don't know if it's if it's on recovery. Yeah, but the set, the set, and then the 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 pink purple velour suit was just magic. He looked like Alvin Purple. He looked like an absolute <laughs> sex pest. But the the funny thing was, we will link Vanessa, this in the who, show notes, obviously. Vanessa, who is quite quite critical about you know bad hair and bad dressing, was and just your like, music taste, which and my music it. taste was just just looked at it for two seconds and gone, that man just has it. <laughs> he absolutely has it. And that's the thing with Dave Grady. He could, Dave Grady can get it? Is that what, is that what you want to say? I, I think Dave Grady could wear whatever the fuck he wanted and he would still just pull it off. He played a, he played a show at the alley once in this in this pale blue linen suit. <laughs> I served him <laughs> shitty Domino's pizza beforehand and he, he ate it delicately off a paper plate and then went and banged out an awesome set. And I was like, man, this guy is just way too professional yeah. for us. Didn't get didn't get too many grease pepperoni stains down the front of his, his nice suit. That's an important no, part. No. Dry and cleaning would have been more than the, the more than he was getting across the bar for the, the gig itself. That's true. Uh anyway, that that brought me a lot of joy, that Dave Groney video i was just like i'm glad this exists and is in the wild and I, w- I wanted to tag him in it and then i thought no just in case he fucking takes it down i don't want that to happen well, but it's only got 11 likes it's only been reposted after being pulled down again do you want anything mm. off the traverture's album on our mixtape no i sort of agree with you i don't i think it's a little bit too fairy floss for that i enjoyed it in the moment nothing stuck with me enough to to warrant that I'm going. Are you going to put, gonna... put anything from Amel on the sniff? I'm going to pick the shortest song on the album, which is <laughs> "Don't Need a Cut Like You to Love Me," because it is. Which... It's it is one of it's 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 actually a fun song. Okay. It's uh... basically it's just a twelve-bar blues Chuck Berry riff with a whole lot of swearing. So uh, I, I appreciate it. All right, Doc. Another exciting musical episode of the Bulls Podcast has been completed once again. We've um... been your hosts, me and him. I'm him. Yep. It's good night from me, and it's good night from him. <laughs> See you, Doug. I'm in a really good place with listening to some of these albums now, right? Where it's like, aren't you in the same place you've uh, always been, like in your house? Uh, yeah, that's true. I just like I don't get too angry. I just go, okay, <laughs> yeah. You're basically on. It's musical SSRIs. You're just you're not getting too high. You're not getting too low. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> that's probably right. Because, uh, like, I used to, like, th- that Amel and the Sniffers album, Once Upon a Time, just would have fucking driven me up the wall. And I was like, okay, just, just take something positive from it. Like, you know, it, it, it's good. There's some good bits, you know. Just <laughs> don't listen to her voice for 80% of the song. Yeah, I mean, I'd... I'd- I felt like the criticisms I was going to make of it, I could hear it's almost like you're self-criticizing your criticisms. Like, well, why is this why is this unacceptable from a woman, but you'd accept it from the 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 chats or somebody like that? Or yeah. fucking um bad like dreams said, or that, I'm it, trying to think of some of those other bands that were like yeah. you know. Who's uh, uh, the who's the one that I re- that, that I really liked that um sung the song that sounded like a lad anthem, but it was basically about drinking in a in a house by yourself while everyone else slept and then staggering out the door the next morning. Oh, God, uh, I remember that one. Fuck, it's one of my favourite songs. Had a cracking start to the album. It's it's called By Myself. Fucking hell. I think I'll be out of it. Um, uh, F- Fiddler. Fiddler, yeah. Yeah, like, that's, it, different, that's a different sort of act entirely, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but like, he's got a... A, a vocal sort of tick, I guess. It's it's not as it's not as grating as Amel. Not really. No, it, it, it felt like you know the next the next generation on from you know it just felt like Blink One Eighty Two that kind of um, self deprecating pop punk. Yeah. Now they're throwing in a few more curveballs and stylistically, and they land a bit deeper into the substance, the substance abuse as a personality kind of trope. <laughs> but, yeah. Which I know a lot of people like that, so that's that's fine. I get in your cell 